Welcome to another episode of Theological Sidebars. Glad that uh, you're able to be here listening today. So here's the deal. Uh, I've been wanting to do this one for a little bit. Uh, There was an article that came out recently, um, and I'd like to interact with it. So I'm going to put it up here and show you the one I'm looking at. Uh, Biblical city of Sodom has been found, archaeologist says, wiped out in the blink of an eye. So this is an interesting article. Uh, I got this. This is actually one that comes from Christian Headlines. Um, I actually first discovered this article from a YouTube video, and I was listening to the archaeologist talk. Um, So look, I just want to read through this with you. I think this is a fascinating thing. So growing up over in that area, um, you know, there has been a discussion of, you know, we don't know where Sodom and Gomorrah are. Obviously, they were destroyed, uh, but where, where, where do they exist? Where were they? Where were their locations? Um, you know, some have always speculated somewhere. It's got to be somewhere in that Dead Sea region. And, uh, and it used to be that, they, well, maybe there was something under there, under the sea. And it's, it's a difficult kind of place to explore, but there's, we found that there's really nothing there. And so question is, do we have evidence somewhere where these sites are? So this actually, if you see this article came out, uh, this was July 10. So let's just work through this. Something came out this summer. Um, an archeologist who claims to have located the city of Sodom says the location matches the biblical description and that the on-site physical evidence, including glazed pottery supports this case. Stephen Collins, dean of the uh, dean of the College of Archaeology at Trinity Southwest University, told Joe C. Rosenberg in an episode on the Rosenberg Report that his team uncovered pottery from the mid Bronze Age at a site in Jordan that appeared that uh, uh, that appeared it was melted by flash heat, thus matching the biblical account that says God destroyed Sodom with sulfur and fire. Now that's a fascinating. I think that was the thing that kind of piqued my interest. I think that's what's so um, I guess fascinating about this article, right, is uh, that they they think they found this location, and we'll we'll read a little bit more, and then there is some stuff to match. Well, it may match some some of the details that we see from the story. Uh, obviously, this f- uh, flash heat. Now we'll talk about it in just a second. Uh, digging in the soil, Collins said, as soon as we get to a few centimeters into that Bronze Age matrix, this piece of pottery, the shoulder of a storage jar, is facing up at us, and it looks like it's glazed. Now, what they're talking about is when you dig, uh, you're digging, and you see layers of of um, uh, of of time in in, a, in an archaeological dig. So the, the 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 deeper you go, should be the older uh evidence of of things that were there so just would think you know like where we're at here uh here out in franklin tennessee you know you can go and if you you dig a certain down uh, you might find things you know from the civil war actually some places you don't have to dig that far it's there um and so but we know where that's kind of we, we kind of can see where there's areas where that stuff's there if you dig further than that uh way deeper to that you might find from people who lived in this area before then um, out there, yeah, in the Middle East, it's you know civilization upon civilization upon civilization living on top of each other. Now couple that with two thousand years of history, four thousand years of history. Sorry, in that area, and recognize that after these cities had been 
existed. Maybe there's they were on top of a city that was there before. Maybe not. After they, they were destroyed, somebody else probably came in later and rebuilt. I mean, you see this with Jericho. The Jericho's been destroyed and rebuilt and destroyed and rebuilt. Uh, you know, you see that with Jerusalem. Um, you know, you go down, you see, you know, what people hundred years later came and built a, on top of this. And then that was destroyed. And what year? So you can see these layers. So uh, that's something that maybe out here, we don't have a, so much of a concept because we're a newer country. But the idea of civilization uh, that is built on top of another, the existing civilization upon another one over time as peoples move in. And so obviously they say, as we get to this Bronze Age period, um, we, we find that this pottery has this glazed look. Uh, now, it says a member of his team who worked on the World War II era Manhattan Project that developed uh, the first atomic bomb looked at the melted shard and remarked, wow, that looks like Trinity, Collins said. Trinity was the code name for the first nuclear site in New Mexico in 1945. The archaeological site known as Tel El Hammam is located in modern-day Jordan. Yeah. Uh, Collins referenced a 2022 paper in the journal Nature in which 21 scholars and researchers said they had uncovered evidence of a highly unusual catastrophic event, potentially a meteor, that left a charcoal-rich destruction layer and melted objects and melted object roughly 4,000 years ago in Tel El Hammam. Paper posited that Tel El Hammam was wiped out in the blink of an eye, Collins said. So this is him with his findings and his team that's there referencing uh, some of the other things that they had found who had been there, I guess, before. And then meanwhile, Collins said that the Tel El Hammam site matches the biblical evidence in the book of Genesis. He said there's at least 25 known pieces of geography, uh, in scripture that you can triangulate between the ta- uh, uh, between to take you to the city of Sodom. When you do the science of Sodom, you fir- you go to the uh, text first. Why? Because the Bible is the only place, the only ancient text that has survived the, with the name Sodom in it. One piece of biblical evidence, Colin said, is in Genesis 13.10. There's a lot of, uh, stand- where was Lot standing when he lifted up his eyes and said uh, the whole plain of Jordan was well watered? He was at Bethel and I. Um, Colin said, and then it says he traveled eastward. Tel El Hammam is east of Bethel and I, and Colin said other locations in that region that have been posited as sites for Sodom don't fit the biblical narrative, he added. It was actually the biblical text that put us at this site, he said. We simply, uh, we just simply navigated around the geography. So, okay, so that's an interesting uh, article to look at. Uh, and I think it is, it's fascinating if that's true, if it's truly the site, regardless, it's fascinating that this stuff is there, that there is at something, something had happened to this site. Um, a really interesting to look at like what would have caused this glazing. I, I remember, I think I was listening to the interview, uh, on the, from that archeologist about this. Uh, and it was saying that when he looked at the, uh, I guess when he was first hearing about what was happening, some of the initial work that had been dug, that there's certain techniques like the glazing of, of what was on that pottery uh, would not have matched with the era that they were, they were digging in, meaning that that glazing would have been something that's much later. Uh, it was a later technique. It would not have been, it should not be in that, meaning that uh, that it, it either you had a really corrupted site, which it seems to be they're saying is not the case, it, or uh, 
uh, you had some catastrophic heat event that just just melted, like the guy who said it looks like some of the stuff from uh, with the tests that they were doing. Uh, and so that's where people have said, yeah, it looks like it was some sort of like atomic bomb almost that was dropped, which, you know, if you begin to look at the fire and brimstone language of Genesis, that's it's a piece of of evidence that could fit. Uh, you know, I would just say as we we go through this, right, and you think about things like this, some of these stories sound very sensational. And, and I would love that this be uh, that it would be, you know, the, the case that you know, we could find definitive evidence down the road to say this we know for sure. But until then, what we're saying is, you know, these are these are pieces of evidence. And the question is, does this piece of evidence fit this puzzle? Um, and uh, and this guy seems to be fairly sure. Um, but I will say one of the reasons I'm not completely, you know, 100 uh, percent on board is, you know, there are other guys that I really like uh, who uh, who maybe say it may not be. Uh, now, that's not to say that they're they're right all the time. But, you know, one uh, site just personally that I like uh, looking at uh, and I'll show you here is um, is the uh, associates for. Um, for biblical research. I don't think you can see at the top. Maybe you can't. Yeah. Um, the associates for biblical research. So I've got my thing cut off here for you to see. Maybe if I drag it down for you to see it. There we are. There we go. Associates for biblical research. Uh, and these are, these are good guys and they, uh, and they do a lot of stuff on archeology span and, and biblical research. Uh, and, and they would beg to differ that that's the site. Now they granted, they have their sites, uh, that they think maybe fit that area better. Um, and so that's always tough, right? When you've got kind of two different camps and they're, you know, they're within our camp, right? They're in our uh, Christian circle of kind of looking at that. And so I think the best thing you can do is just begin to kind of read both of those, look at what they say, and then try to make your, your best, uh, you know, uh, guess, you know, based on what the evidence is, you know, which one do I think really has a better, uh, track record or a better, uh, you know, fits what I, as I read the text there. So that's the thing. All of this is needs interpretation. You know, when you look at archeology, span it's all needs interpretation. And, uh, and so what do I, these pieces, do they fit what I think, uh, is the best evidence from the text? Um, like these guys too, I would say that, you know, it'd be interesting, you know, cause, uh, next year we're gonna start going through Exodus and and I love the series that has come out. We'll we'll start going through it here. I love the series Patterns of Evidence. Uh, it's putting out put out by uh, Thinking Man Films. Those are fascinating documentaries. And um, I say even within that, right? What's so crazy is you know you have guys that are obviously they they don't believe because they don't have a biblical commitment to it, and that's understandable. And then you have other guys that have differing opinions who have a commitment to to the Bible. But they're coming out in different areas and different uh, different conclusions based on what they see as the evidence and where. They, and here's a big one too: when you read stuff like this, is dating, um, not dating each other, right? Uh, no, we're talking about dating of when we date things uh, based on the layers that we find, where we think that these things fit in dates of history. Um, and so, like I said, I think it's a it's a fascinating article. I'm I'm definitely intrigued. Uh, I would love to know more about, um, uh, you know, and to look a little bit deeper in this for you. But I did want to bring this up as a fascinating, 
thing. If you're into some of this stuff, if you like some of the archaeology, is uh, maybe to look a little bit more. Tell me what you think as you go through it. But uh, yeah, I didn't want this to pass without saying, hey, maybe, maybe we have found that. And so let's, uh, you know, but like I said, look at it, look more. Why don't you take a chance, look at some of these links. Uh, I'm going to try to look more into some of the original research of what they're finding as well. Uh, but that's all I got for you today. I uh, hope this has been helpful and interesting nonetheless. I mean, could you imagine, right, that as we're thinking about the Sodom and Gomorrah story, right, that, uh, you know, all of a sudden, yeah, if, if the way that the Lord destroys it, uh, you know, that uh, you see all the fire that is rained down on the city, yeah, it's, uh, it, it actually leaves a mark it's the you know it is you'd think that would leave some sort of a mark right in in history it would leave some sort of a mark uh in uh in the sand somewhere and so um yeah i think uh i think it'd be pretty interesting uh to see to see what that would look like could we find pieces of that like i said there are others who say well we find evidence of these and maybe some of these different sites but uh hey Take a look at it. Why don't you read Genesis, you know, 19 sometime and look and see what you see in terms of what should we be looking for if, you know, and granted, it's kind of difficult to say because you're going to talk about the kind of destruction, but look at like where the cities are. And that's all important. Like, look at the text of like, where do they run to after they leave? Um, you know, uh, that's all stuff that I think is important. Like, look at some of those names of those towns and uh, and kind of think about where those would have been located um, yeah. So I, I'll, can I just say this too, as we finish this up, you know, I always think you know, people want to say, you know, when you think about, um, Sodom and Gomorrah being destroyed, uh, you know, it, it says that, um, that as they're, they're leaving, uh, you know, Genesis nineteen twenty four says the Lord reigned on Sodom and Gomorrah, brimstone and fire. Uh, from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities in the valley and all the inhabitants of the cities and what grew on the ground, right? Then his wife, but his wife from behind him looked back and she became a pillar of salt. One thing I'm going to just go on a limb and say is Lot's wife did not become the pillar of salt that um, fills the Dead Sea. That's going to, I'm going to go on a limb there and think that that's not why the Dead Sea is salty. Um, now, hey, that might be controversial to some. You've probably had a tour guide, if you've been over there, say this, my friend, she is the pillar here. This is why, you know, I don't think that's there. Um, fascinating, though. Look at the story. Read through. Tell me what you think, where you might be, and put some comments in. Hey, don't forget to like, subscribe. Thanks for listening. And uh, like I said, this article I found, if you just look up, by the way, um, Stephen Collins and Sodom and Gomorrah, you should find some of these sites. You might find more, but like I said, the one I'm reading from you right now was actually from a different article that then sent me to this one. So this is from ChristianHeadlines.com. Biblical city of Sodom and Gomorrah has been found, archaeologists say, wiped out in the blink of an eye. All right. Talk to you guys later. Bye-bye.